Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a This is Jackie Cash, and welcome to the Dork Forest. It's episode 25. Uh, the Dork Forest websites, of course, are JackieCation.com and DorkForest.com. There's a donation button. You've been using it, and I like that about you. You've also been ordering the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, which I also enjoy. Um, so thank you for your donations and for your orders. If you want to, uh, if you haven't done it yet, well, knock yourself out, is what I have to say to that. The credits, of course, Patrick Brady fixes the audio. And hopefully I have done something correct, and that'll make it easier for him, because I've adjusted some of the audio. And then Mike Rickberg just sang that song you heard, and he's going to sing the one at the end. And uh, Vilmos uh, fixes the website. Sitting in my living room at night. I'm doing a nighttime dork forest. That's why. You know why? Because they're a band. And you know what bands do? They're out at night. Uh, you guys are in a band called Ogre Mage and Zach. Zach Ames? Yes. That is correct. And Tom Becker? Yes, yeah, so we just woke up. Welcome, That's because that's the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah. Except for that, of course, you are fantasy adventure, adventure musicians. That's right. Exactly. So you wake up with a D20 stuck to your cheek, and mm-hmm. what happens? How's Cover, that go? Covered in blood. Yeah, no. a D20 covered in blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like I like the idea, because Zach, I saw you, and uh-huh. you reminded me of this, doing an a cappella spoken word song yes. that was also a story. Right, It was right. a story, an adventure, a tale. And yeah. you got, but you guys do garage rock. Yeah, well, we do. We try to there's be like. There's five of you. Yeah, we, there's five of us. We try to be like a multi genre. But the thing that, like, cause we have, like, we have some songs that are more like hard rock, and then we have like softer ones. There's like a couple songs that are a little do dancier. you have a rock ballad that someone could roller skate backwards to? We, we were actually talking about trying yeah. to do a show at a roller rink. That's, that's funny you should mention that, cause like, my love of like, you know, classic rock began at. Skate World in Overland Park, Kansas, and like when, when I remember when like the Journey ballads were actually still on the radio. Sure, and, and that actually we wrote a song. They're due back, aren't they? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know if Steve Perry ever went anywhere, but that uh, the uh, that kid, yeah, that Steve Perry guy, yeah. But there's a uh, um, we recently did write a ballad that like I kind of tapped into that Skate World feeling. It's funny you should mention that. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. Can, yeah. can either of you roller skate backwards, or do you uh, leave I, it all I up have, to the girl? I'm terrible at balance. Like <laughs> yeah. I even had trouble at marching band because of my poor balance. That's what I like to hear, Zach. You yeah. were in marching band. Yep. What'd you play in marching band? Tenor sax. Tenor sax. Nice yeah. work. I love a tenor sax. I played Barry Sax in jazz band. I played a bass clarinet in concert band. Sweet. You know why? Because I was not a good clarinetist. <laughs> and they're like, well, you're only going to play 70 notes, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah. Uh, have her a sit year. down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> were you in the band, Tom? Uh, I played trombone in grade school, but then I went to a school that didn't have a marching band. I was really sad about it. I blame the Republicans. Yeah. Um, it was a wh- where'd you grow? Where a lot of Republicans send their kids. So. Um, <laughs> How good a private City, school? Mostly. Kansas City, where? Uh, Kansas City. Go Kansas City. Yeah, oh, Kansas that's right. Little yeah. Kansas City. We got fans in Kansas City. Let's oh, yeah. Little shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my niece moved there, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, she married a guy from Kenya, yeah. my niece. And, oh. uh, and they had a baby, and she said, he, she's going to be just like Obama. And I said, uh, best of luck on that. Uh, <laughs> really? You got to really hope that kid makes it to, uh, well, the Harvard. President's, the president said, so. It's uh, exactly. Maybe there's that. I'm drinking some coffee. Okay, so what what kind of adventures? What are your favorite adventures to do? Um, like Ogre Mage, you say is based on a D and D character. Yeah, well, it's mm-hmm. it's um, it's the it's the, the so Ogre Mage D&D. is a monster. Yeah, I I don't play so much anymore. I used to play a lot. 
Right. But, you know, having a job and sure. <laughs> doing doing comedy takes a lot of – doing stand-up takes a lot of time. Right. Yeah. You'd have to make time to play yeah. D&D. I still try to. We played – I played with Asterios Coconuts a couple oh, months right. ago. Yeah. That's that right, guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. He actually took the time to DM, but then he had to move. He was in Long Island for a while, and then he came back. Uh-huh. And now he has, he's like, he's like, uh, he's writing for TV now. So he's doing, he's doing really well, but no time for DMing. So, yeah. Right. Well, I am a, a member of, I'm playing a 3.5 Eberron game right now and, mm-hmm. uh, Dun- Dungeons and Dragons 3.5. I, mm-hmm. I don't like the 4.0. It's a different game. Mm-hmm. I'm about to start playing a Pathfinder game, which is Pathfinder. Essentially, it would have been a D&D 4.0. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if D&D 3.5 had, 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 just continue because 4.0 is doesn't feel as Dungeons and Dragony. I'm mm-hmm. told. Mm-hmm. I don't know a great deal about it when I and I've been playing for six or seven years. I still can't tell from, the difference. From what I understand, them. it's more it's it's a little more like about power gaming. Like it's more yeah. like uh, mm-hmm. like yeah. you want to game the system and you want to game the game. Yeah, yeah. We play with a couple of people. We play Hero System, the champions. Mm-hmm. I uh, get sucked into a lot of gaming. My husband makes games for a living, and oh, cool. he would like to play oh, games yeah, at all good. times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoy a game, and I am also a chameleon dork so yeah. whatever you want to do i want to do that too because yeah. i have no self-esteem yeah, no I, I don't know why but yeah I, I definitely have played risk in the last month oh have you so, seriously yeah. have you played lord of the rings risk yeah yeah lord of the rings risk is uh, awesome godstorm is great have you played godstorm? i have we have godstorm oh, it's so fun. i like lord of the rings risk because of the uh, movement of the ring it makes it finite yeah uh it cuts the cuts the game easily in half mm-hmm. have, and, you, have you played the newest uh risk they changed the way they do uh, give out risk cards or risk sets. Oh no! So it's they have like a star system now where you like build up, like cards have one or two stars and then they build up stars. And then you get and then so you can so you can have like one card and potentially have a risk set for like two guys. Really? So it makes it a lot more spontaneous, which I like a lot because that's that's, have that's you ever my played... that's my strategy is the, is the surprise spot. attacks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, no, explain a surprise attack and risk to me. Surprise attack! Well, yeah. just uh, just suddenly no tricking your well, friend. What he's talking yeah, about? Yeah. There's not well, a lot of strategy. Yeah, well, just, no, just, just making people think you're going to attack one way and then and then going you know, every totally time I play way. it. Every time I play it, it's like it's like you start playing and there's two people who are obviously going to be the last two, and everybody else slowly yeah. dies. You mean the people that have uh, Australia and South America? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm not. Uh, I played Axis and Allies once. Oh, yeah. I just bought that's, Axis that's and Allies. Hardcore. Yeah. That is. Uh, My cousins were crazy. Into it's, uh, we played for six hours. It was Chris Mancini, Graham Elwood, and uh, a couple of comics. Uh, they also do comedy film nerds uh-huh. that I write for very rarely because mm-hmm. I don't see enough movies. But, um, they, we left. We made it to 1943 because Axis and Allies, you play the different, oh, yeah. you play, somebody plays the Germans, somebody plays the United States, somebody right. plays Britain, somebody plays Japan. And we made it to 1943. Mm-hmm. So we, six hours of playing this game, we did I don't know. I guess it started in 39. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we played four years mm-hmm. of the war. Mm-hmm. And I was like, does anyone else have a stress headache? Cause I don't yeah. want to play this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. It's a, it's such a, well, can I ask you this? Yeah. Can you play as the Nazis and win? Yeah. Yeah. And then what happens? Then everyone cries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone goes, Oh, you've used your powers for evil. Yeah. Yeah. And, but there's not, there's, I mean, the thing is, is everybody tends to gang up on the Nazis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, mm-hmm. they're at the end. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So Ogre Mage, what are the powers? You were, you were saying before uh, that we started taping. I think there's like, I think one of them's invisibility. I think you can fly. Ogre, it's, oh, it's, it's a mage. I think yeah. it's, it's sort of shamanic powers. It's yeah, not it's so more much like wizardry. It's more like sorcery. It's like, you know, like yeah. earth based powers. I know that iron and steel inhibit 
it's his power, so they have to have like wooden staves and things. All right. And their skin is blue and green. I've been studying. Did you look this up right before you got here? No, no, no. I looked it up like when when Tom Tom Frank, uh, Tom Frank, uh, friend of the show, he was uh, terrific, terrific guy, father comedian. Uh, he's a wonderful guy, but he really grilled us at the end of the yeah. show. And yeah, we we played at his meltdown show, the Christmas show. Right, the mm-hmm. meltdown comic book yeah. store over in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And, very uh, nice. So Great we played show. we played the meltdown show, and then it went you know it went really good. They comics and comics called for an encore. Oh, very nice. So, um, but then after our, while we were packing up, did Tom, you have a song for the encore? Yeah, we played. Uh, nice, the, well done. If that for that one, the encore was actually a cover of "Where There's a Whip, There's a Way" from "Return of the King." The Rankin the, and Bass, the Rankin uh, and Bass. Wow. One. Can I get a? Can I get you to weigh in on this one? Is it Rankin and Bass, Boss, or Bass? The you know they did Rudolph Reindeer. Oh, because uh, sure. Tom Frank said Rankin and Bass. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but we've been saying Rankin and Bass. Here's what I have to say. If Tom Frank said, uh, I'm going to go with Tom Frank, because Tom Frank has more information in his brain box than we've forgotten. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, that guy is, uh, he, I did a show, he, he put on a show mm-hmm. at Comic Con, mm-hmm. I think it was last year, mm-hmm. in a booth, mm-hmm. in a toy booth. Mm-hmm. So essentially, and he was like, would you want to do the show? And I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Would I? And he's like, come on down. And I was like, in a booth. Like, as people walk by, I'm supposed to scream at them, come back and hear my Dune joke. <laughs> and, and, and they did. And, but it was really fun. And he closed that show. Hmm. And somebody was like, why aren't you closing? Why aren't you closing? And I was like, cause I'm not gonna close, I'm not gonna follow Tom Frank in at, his house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, I mean, I know, I know something about all different dorkdoms. Yeah. Uh, he knows a lot about 70 because uh, he's a he's an action figure guy he's a great reciter of of obscure things too like he recited uh what was it john wayne's drunk usc speech one time for me his the, the drunk john wayne commencement speech wow i'd never even heard of it and he sat there and recited it for me at the bruco one night it's amazing were you in a chair strapped to something or was <laughs> yeah. it all right it's pretty hysterical though he was like he had like half a bottle of whiskey in him and just started talking about oh okay that'll do it that'll yeah. help out if everybody has a half a bottle in them but definitely so, a clever gentleman hold there. forth sir mm-hmm. yeah he's he's an amazing he's a gift he's yeah, a he's gift great. to the to the dork nerd community here mm-hmm. in los angeles so i didn't know like ogre like i don't i never knew the difference between mages and sorcerers and uh-huh. wizards uh-huh. And uh this Pathfinder game, I'm going to be a cleric, okay. which is also another magical kind of thing. But I'm right. supposed to help. Like healing-oriented. It's yeah. more healing-oriented. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a helper. Mm-hmm. And since previously I've always played uh I Want to Hit Something. Yeah. Because uh, I'm a very munchkin. Very, very early years of, of, of wanting to just sort of roll the body and mm-hmm. smash somebody in the brain box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's – and but I remember the first – because you've named it now, mm-hmm. the Ogre Mage, yeah. and but the first monster I ever fought in Dungeons & Dragons was an owl bear. Mm. And oh. I love the idea of an owl bear. I think I've actually seen a drawing of that. Oh, yeah, there's a drawing in Monsters and Ma- the Monster Manual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I... Th- uh, what a, what did an owl bear says? Gurhu. That's what an owl bear says. <laughs> that's what I remember. All that's all I remember about the owl bear. So okay, so you take. Other stuff, not just Lord of the Rings. You mm-hmm. take um, all fantasy stuff. Yeah, well, it's mostly most. Well, like we do the cover of that one Lord of the song from Lord of the, uh, from Return of the King, but it's mostly originals. That um, was a very cheesy song from the animated. Yeah, film it's, I mean, it's a great song. So it's like the orc. Oh, it's from song. the it's from the animated yeah, one, yeah. not not the. No, 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 from the the eighties one. And what was the name of the guy who wrote that? Is uh, Mel Stale or something? Like that? Anyway, we found um, out eventually the guy who wrote all that music. And yeah, it's just kind of a. It's a It'll weird, be funky notes. March song. Yeah. 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 
thing. So, but uh, yeah, most of our, you know, it's mostly like fantasy based stuff. We have like, uh, you know, like we have an, a, song, a song about an automaton. Uh-huh. Which okay. Is, which is like, uh, you know, well, like do you a, know what an automaton is? Uh, do you remember from D and D? It's like D&D a, it's basically, it's, hand, it's basically like a, uh, like a D- Dungeons and Dragons robot. Okay. Cause so, I, I would have gone robot, so, but yeah, I didn't. Greek, yeah. Greek, yeah. So we have, so like we have a song about this. It's like a love triangle and this, this guy, he's in love with the girl, but she's in love with an automaton. That is clockwork like, automaton built by gnomes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the gnomes! Those guys are tricky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> well, that's and yeah. And so, uh, would you say that uh, much like Tolkien's on fairies, that there's always a happy ending to your adventures? Oh no! Oh I mean, no! I mean, like one of our songs, uh, it's called "Fortress of Safety." Right. It's about um, uh, it's about these deserters. They they desert from this army, mm-hmm. and then they go and hide in this castle. Uh, that's the one I heard you oh, say. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. They go and hide in this castle and then, yeah, and then they're just like, the castle ends up being like haunted or possessed. So then uh, at the end of the song, a portal opens up and all, and a bunch of zombies of all of the dead soldiers that they abandoned came, come and drag them down to hell. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, shambling hordes. Shambling, yeah. Ho- shambling hordes. Mm-hmm. So, and you guys, the Ogre Mage has a fan book page, obviously. Yeah. And they're, people can download a couple of tracks and listen <laughs> to it. Yep. But you don't have an album yet? No. Okay. Uh, now we're gonna start working on an EP pretty soon. Yeah, we th- we've got sort of a grand scheme of a series of. We thought we'd do several small albums instead of just one chunk. Mm-hmm. You know. Sure, and yeah. then you could just you just keep doling it out, three mm-hmm. songs at a time. Gonna yeah. need another ten bucks from you people. Yeah, anything? exactly. Anything? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, for, you can get a shirt for ten dollars, or an album for ten dollars, or both for eighteen. It's so you guys have shirts discount. as well? You uh, have yeah, ogre yeah. made shirts? Yeah, we've been uh, making some shirts. We got a little logo which you might catch online. It's like a horned helmet. It's a helmet with big stag horns on it. And, oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I, I had a guy on um on, on the show. I don't think he's been on the the new pre recorded version. Mm-hmm. Travis Randall. Mm-hmm. He does a rock and roll barbecue. And his, he's always, he's a rock guy. He's been in a lot of mm-hmm. bands. Mm-hmm. His logo is a fork making the devil horns. Oh, so two tines cool. down. Yeah. But it's a fork. Oh, that's, it's that's easily cool. one of the coolest. Cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty cool logo. Nice. What, uh, so, uh, were you guys, so when you play out, mm-hmm. do you have groupies? What's happening? We do. They're um, mostly male at yeah. about our age. Yeah, exactly. So. Although we I want to have... give a shout out to Grant Pardee, actually. He's probably our biggest groupie. Yeah. Thanks to Grant for always screaming our names and stuff at shows. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's, uh, I love, I love the idea. So you've always played music. Yeah. I've in been, life. I've, I've been playing since I was little. Right. Um, I started, I mean, I started singing when I was like pretty young. Okay. Were you in choir too, in addition um, to being in band? I was, uh, conflict I, of I wasn't in, I wasn't in choir <laughs> in high school. Like, when I was when I was in elementary school, I was in this elementary and middle school. I was in this thing called the Chattanooga Boys Choir. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. Um, Shout out. Is, yeah. So so that's kind of where I got started. And then like in high school, I kind of dropped off. I still played. I was in marching band and stuff, but then I started just playing in like some rock bands and. Nice. But our choir teacher was like this crazy like Methodist lady who was just like super mean. Methodists. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> you know what they aren't? Baptists. <laughs> anyway, I'll be over yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> She was she was she was just awful and crazy. So it was just like, nah, not really worth it. What like, was her name? Say it on the air. Um, we already shouted out Chad Nugent. I, I honestly don't. Re- I never okay, actually good. had no, a teacher. No slander so today. No slander. Not coming out. Chad yeah. Nugent. People, you got to look into it, and uh, go to the Methodist Church of your choice, and mm-hmm. and say, all right, who knows how to sing? I mean, for for us both, I think it's tough to say when we even. You know, started playing or singing. I mean, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I started. It's definitely, I, like, been a part of my life. 
Like, yeah, I mean, I can I, yeah. I can remember singing probably as soon as I could speak, and then and then just you know I, just, I started playing violin when I was four, I think, and then okay. piano. And were you uh, Mitsubishi or Suzuki? Suzuki, or, definitely yeah. Suzuki, and that kind of ruined me on note reading. But I have I have I think I have dyscalculia. I can't like um it's like dyslexia with numbers. I can't do I can't do sheet music at How all. How do you spell that? Dys- it's like what? dyslexia, but with calculia at the end. Capculia. D y s c a l c u. L I A. Anyway, have to spell I, that I, I self-diagnosed, but like I taught, I started, I, 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 I taught myself. Gu- I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. I taught myself guitar at about uh, thirteen. That's All been right. my main instrument ever since. So I have bone marrow disease. That's also self. Do you? No. <laughs> yeah. Self-diagnosed. Okay. No. Ah, uh, from my podcast to God's ears, I say, take it back, take it back. Okay. Uh, I. Uh, so what music did you listen to? Was it just uh, whatever pop uh, stuff was happening? A little Britney Spears, no, a little always, Eminem? I've always been into uh, like classic rock. Definitely. I've always, always been a huge Queen fan. Because we're from the same latitude. And if you're from that latitude, it's just like... It's classic that's the rock, classic rock country, belt. Right? Yeah. Classic rock country and then like top 40. But most, cause classic rock is the unifier, you know, across from Washington, D.C. to like... You know, LA, what, I think. But the thing about classic rock is that that's so broad, right? Because yeah. is it... Because they're really so... Rock's been around for so long yeah, that yeah. you're like, well, classic rock. I, I would from- say the '70s, especially. That's Definitely the, so the '70s. Like, like 70- late '70s, though. Like, are you talking Black Sabbath and yeah, uh, like Earth Black Wind and Sabbath. Fire? I love Earth Wind and Fire. Um, yeah, you know, like uh, Deep Purple. I love Deep Purple. Okay, all right. Um, wow. Kind of, we're kind of jukeboxing in that way. We ha- we yeah. know about twenty covers actually. Was it? Was yeah, it we- between thirteen and twenty now. Yeah, we. Something like that. We played yeah. at a house party and just learned a ridiculous amount of songs. And we just picked up some along the way. We, we play some Queen numbers. We play uh, yeah. we play some right. Sabbath. We play some ELO. Yeah, we're actually playing in April. We're playing at the Maria Bamford sing-along. We're doing all Queen songs. Oh, yeah, oh that's, that's great. That, that's probably a shout-out that we should uh, do an, an announcement. That's it tonight. Yeah. Yeah. That's tonight, as a matter of fact, yeah. isn't yeah. it? That is, we're, well, we're, oh. not playing. we're playing at the next one. but well, yeah, Which yeah. is fine, because this will not air before then. <laughs> oh, that's great, yeah. <laughs> it's quick. Can it's going on right now. Yeah, I might uh, I might dash down there myself. I do. I like it. It's in that Eagle Rock Community Center, right? Yeah. yeah. I live like almost walking distance from there, so it's like perfect for me. I have no excuse to not show up. So. Right. There's uh that that's uh Eagle Rock and Silver Lake. It's a lot of hipsters, a lot mm-hmm. of a bearded youth mm-hmm. coming together to get their work done. And uh, I, they make an excellent cup of coffee over there. That's yeah. all I got to say. Swark. Yeah. yeah. Swark. That's right. It's Kitty Corner from Swark, isn't yep, it? Yep. Yep. Pretty okay. much. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's Pasadena Light is what it really is over there in Eagle Rock. Pasadena, yeah. Pasadena adjacent. Yes. I played uh, Claremont, California, which yeah. told me before I went, somebody said, Claremont thinks it's the Beverly Hills of the Inland Empire. Well, that may like, be true. That, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what does that, that mean? That you're not Beverly Hills, yeah, yeah. And, but things are going well. Is yeah, that what I hear? Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. have some income, but you have yeah. no water ever, ever, uh-huh. anywhere. Right. You have much less concrete than, let's say, City of Industry. Right. You know, <laughs> that's basically your, your a lot thing of helicopters. To think. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So what? Uh, so you listen to a lot of classic rock and stuff, but what? Mm-hmm. Uh, did, is it still? Are you still? Are you catching up? Are you finding new classic rock that you haven't heard? Um, have you gone Harry Chapin? What are you yeah. doing, little Billy yeah, Joel? I listen to a lot of different stuff. I, I mean, and I, you I still do listen, listen to hip hop too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of hip hop, especially right. like southern. Like I'm, I'm really into southern rap. Okay. Like Atlanta and Memphis stuff. 
Who's who's a good uh, who, who's a good Southern rapper that oh, we should man. know about? Uh, well, Somebody yeah, Chattanooga like, local, maybe? Nah, not really. Or Atlanta? Yeah, Atlanta. I'm, be well, fine. I'm big, like I'm a huge Three Six Mafia fan, which I mean everyone knows they've won an Academy Award recently. So <laughs> what the, what what song? It's hard for? Um, for, I never hard know. This for, is this is a fun drinking game for people. Uh, whatever we talk about music, uh-huh. uh, keep talking about everything Jackie doesn't know. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> Take a shot. Yeah, they had a yeah. song called "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp." Uh, okay. In the movie Hustle and Flow, and they Hustle won a, and Flow, and they won an Academy Award for yeah. that. Okay. And they're from Atlanta. No, they're from Memphis. Oh, they're from Memphis. Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah, so I'm, it's but, uh, I, you know it's one of those things. It's like every kid in Tennessee listens to Three Six Mafia. It's, okay, <laughs> maybe maybe everyone in Minneapolis listens to Atmosphere, which yeah. is sort of well, oh, they do, hip-hop. they do. Actually, I went to school in in St. Paul. So oh, did you where'd you go to school? Uh, Hamlin University. Oh, did you go Little, to Hamlin? Yeah, that's where my sister uh, went for her master's. Oh yeah, law, yeah. law probably or education or nursing. Or? Uh, I was. Public policy could have been anything. Could have oh, okay. been anything at this point. Yeah. Uh, it's all a blur. It's a cute. It's it's a great little school. It was a classy little place. I'm glad to go there. It was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I a, love the Twin Cities. Great music town. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of music happening there. Mm-hmm. Sure. Husker Do. When oh, I lived yeah. there, it was right. Husker uh, don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was right when Husker Do was. Uh, that's when I. That's when I moved there. Yeah. And uh, well, I went there. It was uh, summer, and yeah. I was like, "Who's Husker Do?" Yeah. At which point, I was almost torn to shreds by yeah. wild dogs and the replacements. I mean, like after I, it's funny actually. I started listening to them after I moved to Lawrence, Kansas, and I just huge in my like mid twenties, huge into the replacements. Oh wow! Yeah. All right. Yeah. Minneapolis. It's, here's the thing about about music is that whenever I hear the song that I'm supposed to know, mm-hmm. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I know that song," mm-hmm. but I can't. I can't ever name. I mean, I think the last album I bought was. Uh, that Lupe Fiasco album from two years that ago. That kick push single that, that's on there? Yeah. No, I think, uh, I like Even later? Little Weapon. It's earlier, I think. And oh, then, okay. and then pr- prior to that was like three years earlier, I bought a Common album, who's a oh, hip hop guy from great. Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Common's B? terrific. Yeah. I, that, which I think was his breakout album. So, what I like to do is every three or four years, I bought a Decemberus album, I think, I, in the I, middle of it. He loved the Decemberus, yeah, and I like it. Actually, I just got their new album. They're they're usually telling a story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're big story. I dollars. think it's safe to say some of our tracks actually are a little bit influenced by them. Yeah, you I'd know, say a it's bit. not an unfair comparison. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're they're nice. much more sort of Victorian than we are, but yeah. It's a. Uh, have you ever thought about doing like a steampunk Victorian song, a song about a dirigible and a really big typewriter? We've we've talked we've had we've had we've talked about doing a lot of different like mini concept EPs. Yeah. Like we talked about doing like like a steampunk thing or like uh, something about we thought it'd be really funny to do an ancient aliens EP. Oh yeah. At some point. Yeah. yeah. What what made you guys uh like how did you find each other and know that you would all like fantasy adventure music? Um, Let's uh, go there. Let's go Craig's there. Craigslist uh uh what's Yeah, Craigslist personals. Personals, yeah. No, um That's so adult beautiful. section. Yeah. yeah. Uh no, Love I, is in the air. Uh what happened was uh, I actually tr- was going to try and start this band when I lived in Tennessee before I moved out here to do stand up and it was just not working out like i like i can i can write music but like my biggest problem was that like i would work on something but like i'm not a good enough guitarist so (laughs) so nothing it wouldn't sound the way it's supposed to sound in my head oh it sounded in your head differently yeah exactly and yet this guy Mm -hmm. with the 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 savant uh music (laughs) of of Mitsubishi or whatever. Mm-hmm. Hi. Oh, yeah. I, I will eventually remember Suzuki. Suzuki. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Because my, my sister was always mad that she was not raised Suzuki. Mm-hmm. And uh, Marie Bamford was raised Suzuki. And will never play the violin again because of it. Yeah. Uh, because she's like, I got to put it down. I got to step away. <laughs> the, I should um, talk with her about that. The, the, way, the way we actually... Don't bring it up. It's a trigger. It's a trigger. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a sensitive one. <laughs> uh, the way we actually got together, though, was um, uh, Tom had done my headshots, so I already kind of knew him. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
from, and from we had, that. we had known each other through comedy. Yeah, just through like comedy. Yeah, but I was I uh, actually was at the um, the the spot cafe open mic that Brandy Posey runs. Okay, and uh, I was. What night is that? Uh, I think it's Wednesday, Wednesday nights in Culver City. Yeah, is it four four five five Overland? Nice. I that's know that because I I used to host it. Paul Sebus and I yeah, used to host the, it. So favorites. I dropped I dropped in one night to check on it because I was my karaoke night was can not karaoke trivia night was canceled and so I show up trivia and, and, and he's because I'm a big that's if I if I was going to do a nerd thing that would be my nerd thing is trivia but the uh uh. I showed up to see how the open mic was going, and it's yeah. huge and really packed. It's a great open mic, but uh, that was where I, I knew Zach, but I'd never seen any of his Ogremade stuff. And I, he sang this song called Slaughter King at the end of a set, and I almost like fell off the stool. I was laughing so hard. Yeah, I just thought the imagery was so great. Yeah. And did you just charge him and go, I'm in your band? Well, he you said, I, I, I started out from the beginning, and I was like, because I, I had a lot of pieces of songs, but I didn't, like, uh, when I was in Tennessee... And I just hadn't worked on it since I lived in L.A. Because I was, you know, yeah. doing L.A. Right, stuff. Right, you were doing out, L.A. stuff. Uh, you sure? He flat out asked. So I just said, anybody, I was like, yeah. ah, I was, I was like, ah, I think I'm going to start this band. Here's a song. Okay. And then, is there anybody in the audience who also wants to be in a band? Because I can look. At, did you actually say that? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. No, nobody. There were no takers uh, <laughs> until months later when they actually heard us play, and then all of a sudden people started going, "Oh yeah, I'd like to play bass on I that." Or I'd like to do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys don't One suck. Of, you know, I, I, I will say this: Matt Champagne uh, has, has 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 inquired about bass a number of times, and I, I told him, I said, "Well, maybe on the maybe when we get into the studio, you know what I mean? Yeah, after you break guest, up and reform, a guest appearance. Yeah. And Matt Matt's Champagne, a great guy. He's, really he's been on the show. Uh, do you know that he has uh, on audio tape every single voicemail he's ever received? No. Wow. That was his dorkdom. Huh. That's amazing. Matt Champagne. And, and most of them, it's just, you have an audition for a toothpaste commercial mm-hmm. tomorrow at one thirty. Yep. Wear your hair up. That's hilarious. And uh, <laughs> you're like, what? Why would you do that? And he's like, I don't know. I have no idea. It just like, started. Is that a dorkdom or is that an OCD thing? Because yeah. he's on board now. You can see him on Retired at 35 now, I think. A TV uh, Matt show. Champagne? Yeah. He's, uh, he got a, he yeah. got a, a he show, does. did he? He's super fancy. Oh, yeah. very nice. Very, but very well supportive. Always says really nice things about Overmage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and he's very funny. So we'll have him back on too. There's a whole, like, there's 213 earlier episodes of people that I would like to have on the show now that there's some sound quality. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I haven't had Maria back on. So, uh, people would like that, I think. Yeah. Cause who doesn't like Maria Bamford? Yeah. She, well, she was, you know, she was. One of my like comedy obsessions. Not not uh, obsession sounds weird, but Shh, she was like one of my favorites before I before I started doing stand up. Right. Like like that was your like sort of comedy, she's the best. I yeah, would yeah. like to just get to meet her and watch her do yeah, live. Exactly. Yeah, there's so many of I mean I have she was one of mine. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true because I met her when she we were both doing open mic in mm-hmm. Minneapolis. But when I, I would see her and I'd be like, "Oh my god, she's amazing! She's you, amazing!" You lived in Minneapolis. For yeah, a yeah, I'm a Minneapolis comic. And oh, uh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. That's yeah. wonderful. It's uh, I did not go to college there. I went to Madison. Yeah, Madison's and, uh, a great school. It's a good school. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one now, I don't think I could get into. Because uh, at the time, all you had to be was in the top fifty percent of your high school class. Yeah, it's really it's like the Harvard of public schools. Yeah, yeah. it's a really nice school. Yeah. Uh, it turns out. I'm already graduated. Can't yeah, take yeah. it away now, can yeah. you? So <laughs> it's uh yeah, but Minneapolis is a it's a great comedy town too. So yeah. if you ever get a chance to go, I back used to there. I used to improv at the Brave New Workshop. Brave New Workshop is yeah. super fun. Dudley breaks. That's what I did. When did I was you know Miley Flanagan? Uh not off the top of my head, no. Miley but Flanagan. Butch Roy. Did you know Butch? I did not. Really know Butch big. Roy. He did he did Five Man Job and um the Improv Go Go. Real okay. successful repeating thing there. Butch. Sure. Shout out to Butch. He's probably not listening, but really. <laughs> Shout really, out to really, Miley. She might be. She does the voice of Naruto. 
Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I don't well, know if you ever watched Naruto, the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Is you call it Naruto? Uh, I just I've seen it on my Netflix queue. It's it's, it's like they keep telling me to watch it. So. Yeah, oh, and, right. Andrew right. DeWitt keeps telling me to watch it. It's good. It's uh, you know, I watched probably about thirty episodes, but much like Dragon Ball Z, there's a lot of posing in the air while you're just like clenching. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna growl at each other up in the sky. Yeah, but you know, but the message is always nice: friendship. Yeah. Stick and and Dragon Ball Z, of course, the message was that guy's hungry. Yeah, that, that was a, that was a, a nerd thing for me in middle school. I was very into Dragon Ball Z. He's six years younger than me, so that's right. another thing too. Is that we have like a real different reference series of reference points. It's mm. perfect though. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it works out well though. Because yeah. like I was, I remember when Queen had top forty songs on the radio, and I'm not talking about like a kind of magic. I remember when like crazy little thing <laughs> called Love was on the radio. So. Right. Yeah. So it's just like the slight age difference there is like yeah, it's I don't pretty think I, cool. I, don't in think I really of... even knew who Queen was until after Freddie was dead. Yeah. I mean, that's when it really blew up for me too. But I can remember when they were on the radio though. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely backwards skating. It's really funny that you would say that because that's like that's the crucial. I can still smell like this. You know, cigarettes they kind of permeate a pinball machine, and then yep. when you play it, you can kind of wafts off of it. Right. And right. The dusty concrete. Some of the best smell. dive bars still smell like that in yeah, LA. Exactly. And uh, it's that and, uh, my parents uh, between the two of them smoked about six packs of cigarettes a day. Mm-hmm. And when I was in a uh, band in junior high, they were like, "You have to stop smoking," and I was like, "I don't smoke," and they're like. Yeah, you have to stop smoking. <laughs> and I was like, I'm 13. I don't smoke. Yeah. And everything that I owned reeked of cigarettes. Wow. There was no, and my dad smoked like four packs a day and my mom oh, too. My he would get up in the middle of the night to smoke cigarettes because the yeah. nic- nicotine fit would wake him up. Oh my God. And he'd be wow. like, oh, I gotta, gotta Your get dad a has that joke you, you mentioned on stage. I Which absolutely one? love it about the cows. It's oh so my. good. It's so good. Evergreen. The hilarity of men. Who yeah. doesn't love the hilarity of men? Yeah, yeah. He's a, my, the current joke I'm working on about my, one of the things my dad said, it's because he's always talking about how we all need followers, right? Uh-huh. Well, you you got to be a leader. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, remember, Jesus only started out with 12 guys. Elliot, Elliot, it's different. And, uh, or is it? Incidentally, that joke is her dad would look at cows and say, those cows are outstanding in their field. Every time. Which is, oh, just so good. Hundreds of times. Really? Uh, And I've laughed at that joke against my my very will. My my dad, because my. I was born in Cincinnati, but I grew up in Chattanooga. But anytime I'm with my dad and we're driving around Cincinnati, every homeless person he sees, he goes, "Oh, it's the mayor of Cincinnati." <laughs> <laughs> That's you know what that is. That's dad comedy right there. Yeah. The hilarity. Dana Gould used to do a joke about how uh, he'd see the town retarded guy, and uh, and every time his dad would see the town retarded guy, he'd just turn to his mom and go. There's your boyfriend oh. every time, and and his mom would go, "You're going to hell. You're going to hell." Yep. And it's on it's on his first Dana Gould's first album, Funhouse. You everyone should buy that because he was my comedy crush oh, yeah. as far as my comedy obsession, or because mm-hmm. he was the first guy I ever saw that I was like, "Yeah, that's what that's the kind of comedy I want to do." You that's know, where, the key, I think, is when you see like somebody doing what you want to do. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, the key, and yeah. and you can admire what they do, and you can say that's mm-hmm. the best thing ever. I need to s- somehow because it's so honest. You know, mm-hmm. about about stand up is you want it to be real. I mean, do you guys feel like the stuff that you write mm-hmm. has any bearing on reality at all? Like, yeah. is there a message? I mean, what's every, happening? Everything I do is pretty personal. I don't really do anything. Yeah. Topical Even when or... you're talking about the shambling hordes. 
Yeah, not, a, not so much Ogre Mage, but well, definitely. I don't know. Even in Ogre Mage, I would say there's like a lot of. Even though the songs are about like these fantasy topics, yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the emotion in the song comes from a real genuine place. That's yeah. that's huge. Our that, songs are almost metaphorical, really. Some yeah. of them, especially like the ones that are about people. You know, not so much about like dragons and stuff. But the, you know, something we don't have any songs dragons about dragons yet. Yeah, yeah, we don't have any dragon songs yet. We looked at each other one day and we're like, no dragon songs yet. That's funny. Have you ever read the Dragon Riders of Pern? Oh, I know. I I I I remember it. I didn't read it. But I know a, what you're talking. It's about. a poorly written, awesome series. Mm-hmm. There, it's not. It's not. Poor- I think I've read. I think I've like the vaguely first remember three, reading that. The first three are the best. Mm-hmm. Anne McCaffrey wrote them, and they're not. Well, I don't know. I oh, mean, yeah, some people Anne say McCaffrey. that they're Anne McCaffrey. There's the first nine, are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first three are the best. Uh, yeah, but it's not. It's not the best like written literature that you've ever read, and it's pretty easy read, which is good. But um, it's. Did you see Avatar? Yeah, yeah. You know that when when they take their ponytails and hook it up with the dragon. Oh yeah, the, yeah. yeah. That's it's essentially a mind melding. Sure. And that's what drag. That's what the dragon that's riders of Pern. Yeah, because well, but in, in the dragon riders of Pern, you had to be there when they were born. Oh, and that's then they touching. would pick you. And that is then so cool. It's uh yeah, except for that there'd be a, a, a essentially on the sand. Uh, the eggs would be hatching. Mm-hmm. There'd be like a half a dozen or a dozen eleven-year-old boys, because mm-hmm. uh, they were going to be the the fighters who would ride these dragons, right? Mm-hmm. Well, dragon would pop out of the dragon shell and essentially pick one up and shake it and go, "Nope, dead." And uh, wow. he'd go to the next one and go, Goodness. "Okay, well, I feel connected to you." you wow. Yeah. That's so cool. it's really cool, though. If you, I, I, I feel bad saying that Anne McCaffrey can't write, except for that, because she obviously can. But yeah. She's successfully written books. She's, she's <laughs> been published. She yeah. owns like a castle in Ireland now, Whoa. and it's called like Dragon Weir yeah. or something. <laughs> she's wow. named it. It's funny that you said about how like the kind of tails off as it goes. I'm I'm reading uh, in the Ender's Game series right now. I'm about to start Xenocide. Oh, I got, crying I got, out! That's I, the worst one. Is it? No, wait, not Xenocide. Is that the one with the trees? What was the one with the trees? Because it actually gets I think that better. Was Speaker for the Dead. Yeah, that was Speaker for oh, the I Dead. Oh, lo- I loved it. I thought it was better than the first one because I read. Sp- I read an Ender's Game and I just was like, the, it ended. I'm like, oh, now I'm I'm really interested. Like, I want to read. I still haven't read Speaker for the Dead. But, yeah. Uh, but like, oh, Ender's Game was like one big headache. And but did to you read out. the Bean one? Uh, Ender's Shadow. Yeah. No, I'm trying to read them in order of like when of they when he wrote when them? he wrote them. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend Ender's Shadow. Yeah, I've heard. I've, I've heard that. I've had a lot of people tell me that. Alex, that's his favorite book is Ender's Shadow. Ender Ender Shadow is almost. I mean, you could say it's almost better than Ender's Game, except yeah. for the fact that. It's like it's the old Empire Strikes Back question. It, how you can't Empire Strikes Back might be better than Star Wars, oh, but okay. it would never have happened if Star Wars hadn't been made. Right. So Ender's yep. Shadow is excellent, but I like the Ender's Game. I have a hard time. I I read the um the other series that Orson Scott Card did, the the what about the the master the crystal palette uh, what? Uh, sure. uh, why would I bring it's it up? It's not Forever War, is it? Like no, that? I'm trying to think. No, of. it's the one where um, every where magic is real, and the and and the United States breaks up into like there's the Dutch owned part of it, the British owned part of it, oh. part of it's the United States, and mm. part of it's like France has it, and part of it Spain has it. Huh. So I will look that up, and everyone will know what I'm talking about who yeah. has read my, a lot of Orson's. Copyright. My big thing when I was a kid was the Robert Aspern books. I love those, like Mythink, uh, Mythink Persons, Myth Incorporated, Myth. Uh, mything connections, whatever they were. Is it Robert who? Robert Asprin. He uh, he wrote a bunch of. Uh, they were they were I've comedy. Yeah, they were comedy 
uh, fantasy books, and they and they there were about ten of them by the time I stopped reading. Yeah, and they were pretty great. They had like a really good like wry sense of humor, and they were very like very um, young adult kind of young adult. Well, not really. They were they were actually probably a little too old for me. There was okay. some like you know like th- there's a species of of humanoid in there called a trollop. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's female trolls. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I, I I just got a Kindle, so I've been like getting back into reading. Oh, nice! I have the Kindle app on my iPad. Yeah, and uh, and it's. There's, it's interesting because I'm reading a bunch of books on the Kindle. I'm reading uh, this series on the Kindle, mm-hmm. the Civil War series. I won't mention it again. Every episode from, because I'm on the fourth book of, of eight books. Uh-huh. Shelby Foote? No. no, Joseph A. Altscheller. Okay. And, uh, there's, <laughs> they're cousins. Words, they're from Kentucky. One fights for the North, one fights for the South. Oh. They were written around 1910. And, uh, the first one is called The Battle of Bull Run. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the Sword of Antietam at this time. Thanks for And they ride dragons. And they're, they ride dragons, and uh, they, they, of course, get to meet every single famous person <laughs> from the Civil War, yeah. you know? I'm surprised they haven't run into Quantrill yet. Mm-hmm. That's all that's missing. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's very, it's fascinating, just, you know, because it, it was written around 1905, and I've said it before, it, I'm sure in 1905 when he wrote them, you know, he wrote them from like 1890 to 1910, they were considered like the Sweet Valley High like crap boys books, you know, but now because everybody writes with their toes, uh, they're full sentences and mm-hmm. he's referencing Virgil and it's, they're, yeah. they're lovely, you know? Yeah. You know, speaking of civil war, sorry, speaking of civil war, Nathan Bedford Forrest. Yes. Got a funny anecdote about that. Oh, he, that guy was hilarious. Yeah. No. He, what? <laughs> oh, he was the, my, the college I graduated from, he was actually the mascot. Nathan uh, Bedford Forrest well, was the mascot? Yeah, well, the mascot currently is a Pegasus named Lightning, but it used to be... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't Bedford have a problem Forrest. with them taking it away from him, because yeah. he was a piece of work. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, he was yeah. something. It's, uh, I finished the, uh, the Sarah Vowell book, The um, mm-hmm. Assassination Vacation. Yeah. And um, it's, kinda, it's a great book on audio. Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I, I, I have different ways of reading. Like, I have mm-hmm. the books on the Kindle. I have book books that I walk mm-hmm. around with. True. And, uh, and then I read those. And then I also have books on tape that I do. Yeah. And then I read comic books. So, it does, I can read all of them at once and I don't get confused because mm-hmm. I think it's the different formats. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna ever screw up. Like, I'm reading this book called The Rock of Tanios. And okay. it's, uh, and it's it's not science fiction or anything. It's a it's a it's a fantasy. It's a but it's it's by a guy named Amin Malouf, mm-hmm. and he's a Lebanese author who lives in France. And he was recommended by someone who listens to the show. And so I ordered two of his books, and it's beautifully written. It's yeah. really mm-hmm. but it's super sad. So I'm reading it very slowly. You know, um, one of the funniest things about Nathan Bedford Forrest that I've yeah. ever seen was my uh, my dad actually sells swords and knives. So, awesome. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> why isn't that? But why didn't that remind come us up to tell you later about yeah. the about the ogre mage sword? Yeah, but um, so but he said so there's always like lots of magazines in our house, you know, of of like of swords, of and, swords knives. and knives. But one of the funniest things I've ever seen was one of the magazines that had like Civil War stuff. Yep. And they had like a GI Joe doll of Nathan Bedford Forrest Sweet. so you could buy. And it's I almost a... I almost bought it. Like, well, why? I mean, I always wanted like a Jeb Stewart, like mm-hmm. uh, like. He was he was supposed to be all handsome and I mean I've seen pictures of him he was a normal looking dude but he had a lot of mustache yeah it was a lot of uh, and very waxy mm-hmm. and because uh, he was a dapper dude but I always thought that he was super cool and um I was kind of I I made my parents take me to a Civil War reenactment thing when I was a kid nice I knew and, lots of Civil War reenactors yeah I I knew which side 
Huh? Which both. side? Yeah, both sides. Both sides. Okay. Well, because everybody has to play both. You know, yeah. you're just like. Yeah. Does everybody want to be like one side or the other? Is that true? In some circles, it, it depends. Yeah, I would say because I, I went to watch one, and there were definitely a lot more Confederate troops than Union troops. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. you were in, where you were in Chattanooga, in right? Chattanooga, yeah, yeah. And, or actually, North Georgia. And well, and I was in. Um, I was outside of Milwaukee. Oh, there you go. So a lot of volunteers. A lot of, yeah, a lot of there Milwaukee was a lot of Union folk hanging yeah. around uh, with their with their camp. I will say stoves. this about Nathan Bedford Forrest, though he did leave, and I think attempted to disband the KKK because it became too violent. Oh, so, really? Yeah, that's not many people. Uh, that's a shout out to Shelby Foote, the I'm great really, uh, Southern author. He always tries to. I'm so happy point you're that defending out. Nathan Bedford Forrest. Well, yeah, that's it's more like a, it's more like I'm boosting Shelby Foote because I love that man. <laughs> I can listen well, to him well, talk all day. What long. I can do is we'll put this in the we'll put this in the notes, and you can look up uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest yeah. and go, "What the yeah. fuck?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there's a lot not, of that. Not happening. a great, not a great American, a, a terrorist, the, murderer, and racist. Yeah, it's a, it's unfortunate, and yeah. everybody does. You know, um, hey guys, everybody has their little quirks. Yeah. <laughs> I bet pe- lightning the Pegasus has like you know like a, like a meth problem or something. Yeah, you know lightning I mean? the Pegasus. Yeah. I like that. It's the wh- current mascot. Yeah. yeah. Why is it both? Why is it a Pegasus that shoots has, out lightning? It has lightning wings. I think it's so fast that it has you know, lightning wings or something. Yeah, I don't. It, I think you it was, don't have to screw with the Pegasus. I think Pegasus it, are not broken. You know what? Split the difference. Nathan Bedford Forrest with lightning wings. Yeah. <laughs> Does he ride? <laughs> they call him Lightning Captain Lightning, <laughs> and then that would be it. it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, yeah. yeah and the, uh, I used to hang out with the war reenactment guys and then I moved here and I met these guys that were World War II reenactment guys. Oh, oh wow. that sounds you know, cool. Those are That's... assholes. Good oh, people really? still alive from that one. Oh, true. And, true. uh, who, true. and, oh, do you want to be a Jew? I'll be a Jew. No. And it's a terrible idea. The whole thing's a terrible idea. Yeah. And, uh, and they, they were, they were extras on a, on a movie, a World War II movie mm. that, uh, that a friend of mine was working on. And she said that they would go, they were stayed in character, mm-hmm. even for craft services. They would bring uh, their, like, little tin plates out. And you're like, oh, okay. Like they are Wesley Snipes. Yeah. So, <laughs> too much, uh, marathon man for me. <laughs> and recently the, the, the Battle of LA was just a big festival they have for that. Do you know about the Battle of LA? I do not. Tell the, me the more. The Battle of Los Angeles was, uh, when the United States uh, Armed Forces, the sort of the, they were guarding the coast in the early days of World War II. Uh, hundreds of people, uh, sworn affidavits that they saw them attacking unidentified flying objects. It's, it's the, it's the largest, I think, the largest group sighting, sustained sighting of, of a UFO, I think, in our country's history. And every year, all the Angelinos who were originally there get together, and there's like a big, I think it's February 12th every year, or something. It was about a week and a half ago. So it's the Battle of LA, and they swear that we fought aliens. Yeah, and yeah. they, and, and it's, it's well documented. People will say they saw, you know, the anti-aircraft guns firing on flying saucers and things, and it's, I think it's, fascinating i don't know whether it's you know real uh per se you know but we're gonna uh, have to let it go at this point because yeah. uh, nobody had what a camera oh definitely they, they actually have some really interesting footage of it um and uh, of course a lot of it was confiscated by the army and all that you know of course disturbing it is. yeah i just my last show was uh was karen rontowski and jen kirkman mm-hmm. talking about their love of ghosts ufos and tarot cards oh, oh that's great i used to ghost hunt oh did you i, oh, had, that- I had to quit man i couldn't deal with the wiccans <laughs> Really, the Wiccans were there? Was it the drumming circles? No, what really got you? Well, it's because when I when I did it, I was I I I'm a very skeptical person, so I came at it from like as as much they of a scientific perspective as I could come yeah. at it from, and we didn't get along. Right, right, because they don't want to hear any negative Nancy stuff. Yeah, because everything is everything is a ghost. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, uh, the, the last episode, Karen uh, told us about a ghost app. Mm-hmm. It's an app for the iPhone. Ah, uh, it's great. Called like Ghost Finder or something like that. Uh, you can look in the notes for episode twenty-three, I think. And um, the uh, 
24, episode 24, uh, it was the one that they were on, and it's 99 cents or 2.99 or something like that, and she put it on, and there was a ghost in here, wow. and the ghost talks to you, and it says stuff, mm. and uh, Jen Kirkman, on board, on board, wanted to hear more, <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? Do yeah. you think? Ghost never, and, and Karen was like, the ghost isn't going by you, and I said, yeah, they're like dogs, if, you, if they know if you don't like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw, I saw Jen Kirkman do about 10 minutes on how she, she had to hold her bladder for like seven hours because she's watching a scary movie and she had to wait until her husband would come home so, so he could help her walk down the hallway and make sure there were no ghosts so she could walk to the bathroom. That was pretty... Uh, I don't want any part of a sc- movie that scary. Yeah, I got yeah. scared at like... What was the... Yeah, all of them. All of them were terrifying to me. And I, Some of my favorite like scary memories is when I was like, staying at my grandma's house in Cincinnati and watching those like... Those like A and E like where they talk oh, about ghosts and they have right. like the reenactments. Okay, <laughs> just to watch those and just like get scared, like get scared shitless. Have yeah, you, yeah, have, have, have you guys ever seen a ghost? Because I'm, I'm I get scared easily of like movies and things, but uh, I've never had what I would say is a paranormal experience. I've, you ghost hunted? I've been on. I was on maybe like maybe twenty five investigations. There's only been one time that something felt super weird. That something was I thought could have been supernatural. Mm-hmm. Have you seen a, unidentified flying objects? That includes just. You know, phenomenon that can't be explained in the sky. I think one one time I saw something above Harrison Bay, but I was, you know. Mm-hmm. Until mm-hmm. I did, I thought I just thought it was a bunch of baloney, you know. Did you see a UFO? Yeah. And, and, and a and, ghost? Uh, no, never a ghost. Anything okay. anything paranormal. Was, but it was an unidentified flying object, and I kind of, I was like, maybe it was a weather system or something. Mm-hmm. And then I read, uh, uh, I think it was Lars von Trier talked about how the director, he, he saw the exact same thing I described. He said it looked like a giant manta ray moving through the sky, trailing clouds. And that's exactly what I saw. And then I read up about how, like, Air Force pilots usually see one of two things when they do these sworn affidavits of what they see. Right. It's like a wedge shape like that, trailing smoke, or a cylinder trailing okay. smoke. Yeah, I saw, like, a silver cylinder. But I was like, it, and it was just, like, still in the air. Yeah, so. they freeze and then they blink and... Yeah, I, I'm, I just... I'm I sure it could have been, it could have been a weather system. I was driving by it, so... And I it could have been a weather system, but... My self-absorption must be complete, because mm-hmm. I have not seen, <laughs> and I want to, to some extent, even though I I am of the opinion, Steve, you know Stephen Hawking said, mm-hmm. is that if aliens come... Mm-hmm. We're dead. We're dead. Yeah. We're de- I mean, the best thing we could hope for is to become pets. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they're not coming because they want to share the world with us. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not going to take us on an adventure through the universe like right. Doctor Who. Right. It's, it's unobtainium. That's what they'd want. They yeah. want all the salt in the, in the oceans and then they're going to leave. And best well, of all. Well, didn't they? I, I thought they wanted our gold and to make force fields or in something. In Meet Dave, they wanted all the salt. Oh, I accidentally really? saw Meet Dave. I'm not proud of it. Anyway, uh, yeah. you could read the review of that. Is that the Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah. Oh, wow. Horrible. Wow. One of the worst movies I've ever... So you, no, were, the, no, you were the, the one. The worst movie. You were the one who saw it. Yeah, it was me and my nephew who I dragged along, and we just looked... We were the only ones in there. Hmm. And we looked at each other, and I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> and then we went and saw Wally again. Oh, wow. And, uh, just to, just oh. to clear the... Just a palate cleanser. That's no, such a great little movie. That was a good one. I like... Do you like cartoons? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm a big cartoon fan. Which um, which cartoons do you like? Um, like are, you, are you watching anything currently? Um, or is it just like Looney Tunes and stuff? No, nah, well, I like I like like cartoon movies. Like I, I love Fantastic Planet. That's like one of my all time favorite movies. That movie scares me. What is that? Uh, it's like this French cartoon. It's it's about these. It's about this race of like giant uh, blue aliens, and they keep humans as pets. Okay. It's really really. Speaking of yeah. humans as pets and aliens. Yeah. Wow. It has uh it's like one of my yeah, it's one of my all time favorite movies. And it's a feature length? Yeah. It has like a really cool soundtrack. It's like a seventies like waka waka kinda like Okay. How about you? What that about you that movie? 
No, any movie. <laughs> I hate that movie. Um, oh, you hate? I, 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 is it too I, creepy? Is that it, what it it's, is? It's like it, it's, it's really just, creepy. It's very mushroom trippy, and I just don't feel comfortable watching it. Uh, but <laughs> well, then no. I will not enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't enjoy being scared. Yeah, yeah. But it's basically, but it's it's just sort of odd. You just feel kind of like a weird tingle up your spine when you watch it. Like, why do I feel like so? Maybe there are ghosts. But but honestly, like you know, I don't want to criticize your loving it or anything. But mm-hmm. I love hand, safe space. I love hand drawn. I absolutely love hand drawn animation. I think it's like one of the highest artistic achievements of mankind yeah. is the ability to. draw draw and then animate in the old Disney style yeah. or or whatever. And I love, you know, Flash looks great and anime has, I, I've always been a little bothered by anime because like when I was a kid, anime, I was introduced by, uh, all of a sudden cartoons started looking really crappy. And so, but, so if you grew up with anime, you get it. But for me, it was like, oh, look how cheap, you know, mm-hmm. this looks, you know. I, I like a lot of like 90s cartoons because I, I feel like in, I feel like in the 80s, every, all the cartoons for kids were just about selling stuff. Yeah. And then the right. 90s, they tried to, tried to be like, oh, we need to have quality entertainment. So you had stuff like Life with Louie, which was like fantastic. The Louis Anderson cartoon. And just the fact that The Simpsons came along yeah, and showed I mean, that you could make money. Well, like, like the X-Men, the animated series. Like right. all the, all that the, was pretty good. All the newer iterations one. of it are pretty good. You know, honestly, I think it's funny on the way Have here. Have you seen that Justice thing? Justice League? Yeah, the new Justice. Uh... I hate DC. Oh, do you? Yeah. Interesting. I love Batman, but everything else DC related, I just can't do. Interesting. I'm a big Green Lantern it's, guy, though. Well, it's just We're the whole... Have to talk you like about Green this. Lantern? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Don't come to blows. Yeah. Well, the yeah. whole DC... The thing that bothers me is I feel like DC is more about black and white, whereas Marvel's more about, like, gray areas. The shades that's what of I'm, gray. That's more of what I'm drawn to. I... I, uh, I'm more of a Marvel person myself, though I've been trying to read more DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- I'm reading Batgirl and uh, Birds mm-hmm. of Prey mm-hmm. and uh, Batman Incorporated, which is slowly coming up. But the what got me into it was Secret Six. Mm-hmm. Which is a, a sort of a Thunderboltsy kind of DC thing, mm-hmm. where they're bad guys, except for that they aren't Thunderbolts because the Thunderbolts are run by good guys mm-hmm. on, in the Marvel universe. The Secret Six are run by more bad guys, but they are. There was this awesome arc, uh, Secret Six arc, mm-hmm. that who wrote that? It wasn't was it Simone? Um, but uh, it was about them sort of finding their conscience, and it was it. It was fascinating. It was mm-hmm. a really cool kind of them. They're bad guys, mm-hmm. and they're still willing to kill you if you're really annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have a lot of morals, but they have some. And but 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 I will say DC tends to go more towards mm-hmm. he's insane. Bad guys are insane. Yeah. yeah. And in Marvel, sometimes they're insane, mm-hmm. like Norman Osborn, but sometimes they're just motivated by greed or mm-hmm. other things. Yeah. yeah comics. <laughs> I have a weird thing with like comics and superheroes because I never really read comics growing up. Me because didn't. reading really? comics is very expensive. It's very expensive. It's very expensive. So my parents would be like, "All right, here's your comic book for the month," and then I would like read it front to back like fifty times, yeah. and then and then be done, and then be until done until yeah. next month. Because I did the opposite. I read it when I was a kid, and I kind of stopped after I was in my teens because I couldn't afford it when I got the... out of college. Like when I didn't have my... library graphic novels. Now are really. See, I, I used I... to read novels. <clears throat> Right, uh, not novelizations. Like, not graphic novels, novelizations. Like novelizations. Yes. Oh, the novelizations. Because I would go to Books a Million book? and and I could get like you know I you know my parents would give me ten bucks and I could get like three comic books or I could get like a handful of novelizations. Right. Of Spider Man and the Hulk and X Men and all yep. of those. You know what you? So like, I used to read that and like you know like same thing with like Magic the Gathering. Like all all my friends played Magic. I actually have a friend that like plays professionally still as his job. 
which it's is insane. Hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, it's so, uh, I'm so jealous of that's them. That's the dream. But like I, but I, so I would like, I would like, all right, I have my couple cards, and then my friends would loan me cards, and then I would read the Magic the Gathering novels. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We Just know what like, you could do when you're a kid, though, is you can go to like uh, Salvation Army or like uh, you know state sales sales and stuff like that, and that's how I'd get my comics. Just is like, stacks. My neighbor stacks would of old have like books. yeah, and and well, the thing about it's so great is then you end up reading like the the, the Golden Age type stuff. Right. And so you know, did you call through and and find really great stuff? And was uh, there the a best, lot of crap? The best, because well, it's honestly like I like Green Lantern, but I mostly read Marvel. Actually, I had Marvel subscriptions and stuff. But like, the best thing I ever found was mid to late seventies Fantastic Four. It was just awesome. Like its origin of Galactus, um, uh, Galactus and death, and like uh, just totally fascinating, weird science oriented, kind of disturbing, interesting, uh, sort of intergalactic stories. A lot of people hate intergalactic comics i kind of like it when they go i like i like weird science i like it when it's like what if this is true and then the fantastic four's plane crashes on this weird i like planet. robbie Ryder, man it's funny you should say that because uh the the one comic that i had a ton of mm-hmm. was because uh I, there's a used bookstore near my parents house and they just randomly had a giant cache of just a ton of uh what if comics Okay. So oh, the what if? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Well, there's there's new ones coming out. All oh, really? The, yeah, yeah. There's still like, what if? Uh, what did uh, Ed Brubaker wrote one? And that was a while back, I think. But it was like, what if instead of uh, Uncle What's His Name died, Aunt May died? Spider Man. Uh, I remember I had that one. Yeah. Oh, Uncle, did you have that Uncle one? Henry. Yeah, because I, yeah, I, I had almost I had a ton of what ifs, and that yeah. was like the only comics. And it was because I it was at a used bookstore, so I got all of them for like ten cents each or something. That's awesome. Like that. Yeah, the here I have a question about this Green Lantern love of yours. Yeah. Tell me why you love is it Hal Jordan? Well, is it the the Green Lantern League? What makes you like Well, what made me love Hal Jordan and I I I was I stopped after a guy Gardner. I was like who the hell is this? The bowl cut and that he's a he's a, he's a jerk to everyone. I thought what it was is he was a he was a more complicated, interesting version of Superman and I liked the fact that he he had a finite power, you know, it's like the the ring didn't last forever. I also liked the fact that he could fly through space kind of like Superman could. Right. And he um he So seemed- the the ring burns out? Or like you have to recharge it. Yeah, you have to recharge it in the lantern. You have to actually stick it in the lantern and uh, you oh, know and, and pump it. I up. don't know anything about the Green Lantern. And just you know, I just thought it was just all the all the things he could do with his ring. People accuse him of just turning it into a big fist. That was the big right. Well, ac- I, accusation. that's my huge thing. It's like eh, make a giant hammer, kachunk, <laughs> kachunk. <laughs> but I actually but have a couple early sixties ones. Um, what does I, he usually do with the ring? Well, what I was most fascinated by was when he would get in trouble with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. And that just, yeah, that was, that was what was I'm most fascinating. I'm reading the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Yeah. But, but the, I think it's an image, um, an image, an image title. But I basically, like, I just thought that was fascinating that he could just go to different planets. I mean, just, just fighting crime in a version of New York City was never that interesting to me. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yeah, I used to be way into, like, Silver Surfer, Galactus. Like the celestial, so cool. Yeah, so I cool. never knew what any of that. When I first started reading comic books, I didn't read the superhero mm-hmm. ones. I'd read the weird. Mm-hmm. If they had superpowers, it came. It was not from the stable mm-hmm. yeah. of uh, of Marvel and DC superheroes. Mm-hmm. Like I read Invincible for, on Image, mm-hmm. and it's that he's sort of a Superman like character, but he's uh, there's you know Zod is yeah. constantly showing up to. To take him to task and beat the hell out of him. So uh, um, we're actually uh, we're doing a song for an image. That's comic. right. Yeah. That's right. Who's the Who's the author? Uh, John Roy, John comedian Roy. and author. He's a John comedian. Roy. Yeah, he's he's. Great. Oh, I know him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, he's on the road a lot. Yeah, he has a comic book. It's called Power Chords. Power Chords. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's about a uh, the main character. He like powers up through live music. 
Sweet. So, um, why wouldn't he? Yeah. Like us, really? Yeah, yeah. He's like a. It's it's really it's pretty cool. But the um the song that we wrote for it, it's uh it's like about the main villain. Okay. Yeah, and the um because there's there's in the comic book itself there's bands and like stuff happen like stuff happens at like live music shows. Is like, it band on comic. band crime? Sometimes um, the name of the band is Cape Killer Cape because Killa, yeah. it's the Killa. it's it's actually the lead singer is the roommate of the main character and he's this sort of smarmy uh Silver Lake kid and he uh he hates superheroes because he projects the bullying he experienced in like high school and stuff on these superheroes of which there's only about twenty in this universe and a very small number and one of them is this guy called the Ace of Spades mm-hmm. who controls the the L A underground and he makes fun of him with a song called Deuce of Spades. And uh, the Ace of Spades proceeds to beat the crap out of him yeah, at a live show, sure. almost killing him. But yeah, so but we wrote this gonna, song. Yeah, that's going to be coming out. Yeah. Uh, I think this summer sometime, which will be available. I think, I think our, like our track six, will be available for download on the website. Yeah, promoting. Yeah, and it's going to be like a six episode comic. thing. Oh, cool! Through Image Comics. Which, I think hopefully, I think they're hoping to. Yeah, because I think that's how Image does it. They'll do like a short run, and then they'll want to do like a longer run if if, if it goes and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, there's a there's a new Image title called um, Infinite Vacation. <laughs> and uh it's kind of awesome. What's it's, it about? Uh it's about how we've tapped into all the parallel universes in the world infinitely. Mm-hmm. And so what you can do is go visit yourself in a parallel universe uh, when you made different choices. And make out with yourself. And make out with yourself. Oh, well, man, get sliders. this. The guy <laughs> it's lighters, thank you. It, it's uh but it uh in, it's it's funny because the guy is like but now somebody is killing alternate versions of himself. Yeah. Hmm. And he's like Worried about it, so he goes to see his therapist, which is an alternate version of himself. Everyone has the therapist as an alternate version of themselves. That's cool. And he's like, I hate that because I know that I'm an idiot. Why would I want to give my – and then, you know, it's 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 smart, it's funny, it's weird and interesting. You know, as hard as they are to produce and be profitable, I yeah. think comics are really where much of the imagination is going on right now in entertainment. You know? Easily. It's, it's just so – it's like you can do so much. I never John Roy's what... comic is incredibly imaginative. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Right. It's you like stand-up do? in the fact that nobody's really paying attention. <laughs> so you can be about anything. Yeah. Right? So yeah. you could say anything you want to say because mm-hmm. there's 12 people watching you. Yeah. Or even if you put it up on the internet, oh, the internet's I saw, full. I saw you at a packed house at the improv. Packed house? I've, I've done, sure. I'm a, the I'm cat joke's killed. The cat joke's killed. That, have you seen the animated version of the cat joke? Did you, the guy who did Kyle, Kyle's yeah. jokes? Did he do yours? Yeah. We want that guy to, he's way beyond our level, but we want him to do an Ogre Mage video. <laughs> oh my god, he's way beyond all of our level. Cause yeah. I, I asked him, I was like, Will you pick another track? And he said he's got he's got MTV work right now, and, and he's I like, he, I can't. I didn't don't he do just something with Justice League? Didn't he? I think he actually did. I think he directed some of it, or I looked him up online. He did online. a Mike Kaplan. He did uh, a, a track from Mike Kaplan's new album. Oh, did he? So um, I was just because what I would love so is jokes. the entire my my new album. Uh-huh. It, it is never going to be bred. Available on Amazon. It was one of the top ten comedy albums on Amazon. I read that. Congratulations. Year. Thank you very much. And uh, but he. Uh, I would love him to animate the. I mean, it would cost like a hundred grand yeah, for yeah. him to do it, but worth every dime because yeah, the guy's hilarious by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should see the animation of because the joke's funny. I'm a very funny person. It's all working out, but <laughs> uh, but he found so many great images, and you can see it on JackieCation.com. Okay. Uh, but the uh, and it doesn't have as many like Kyle's the bunnies thing. I don't know why. But probably because he's blown up and he's and and he's mm-hmm. he, he's on an old episode of the. My favorite line in that whole thing is is like they walk up to that little fence like what are they having here? Tiny horses. Tiny horses. Tiny horses. <laughs> he, uh, he name drops Chattanooga in his new. Does special, he? Yeah. 
What does he say about it? Uh, he got when he was there. He got super drunk. Yeah, and uh, one of the comics there hard to believe. Hard yeah, to believe. One of the comics there. Uh, his girlfriend is a tattoo artist. Yeah, and she gave him a tattoo of Jesus that says "Rambling Gambling Man" underneath it. That's like what he, he and you know he has the best tattoo I've ever seen in my life on his inner forearm. It says "Whoops" in cursive. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. It's uh, Andy. Uh, my husband has a uh, dice. Ah, which how many sides? Uh, just six, six sided. Okay. But it's because his dad had two dice. Mm-hmm. He put three. I was like, "What are you uh, playing, champions? What's happening <laughs> over there?" It's a. Uh, so you guys. Uh, it's been an hour. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Hi. How the hell are you? That really yeah. flew by. I know. It really flew by. So uh, you, Zach, uh, want you, people can, do you, have, do you have your own websites and stuff? Or should they just yeah. go to the Ogre Mage? Yeah, and- yeah just go to Ogre Mage. Uh, the, Facebook's the easiest way to, to find out what's going on with us. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they could then they could find your Twitter feed. And, yeah, and yeah. It's all the same anyway, there, but, yeah. but it's super fun. And mm-hmm. then Tom Becker? Uh, you can catch me uh, uh, TomBeckerPhoto.com. Tom that's, that's, my, that's my day also job. Also does uh, d- headshots, right? Uh, headshots, a lot of live, uh, a live performance photography. But um, yeah, I've got a with Zach and I are also in a sketch comedy group that uh, we're going to start putting some videos up. Yeah, I do a, uh, a web series with my roommate called Us Right Here. Uh, catch that! Which, you got to watch that. Us, us right, right here. Dot yeah. com. I will. That's me clicking my pen. Yeah. <laughs> us right here. I'll 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 link it on the uh, on the notes. That's oh, your cool. counter with the number of times we self promoted this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, it has to be done. So yeah. you do you do what you can. It's uh, but it's been great. You uh, people, what they should know, what everyone should know, is that I'm going to do a live dork forest in Seattle. Ooh. And uh, I'm going at it's this month, March 27th, I think. I'm going to be at a place called the Vera Project Theater in mm-hmm. Seattle doing a live dork forest, and we've got. Uh, really cool. Seattle's full of kind of traditionally awesome dorks. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, so we've got a couple of feelers out to people that my dorkdom is going to be me sitting in the same room with them. Yeah. And their dorkdom is going to be whatever the hell they do. But, uh, so I'm doing that the 27th, which I believe is a Sunday at 5 p.m. at the Vera Project. And then I'm doing a show on the Monday night, just doing a stand-up show with Riley Newton and a couple other oh, great Oh, Riley's comics. great. She lives she's up there now? A, yeah. Yeah, I used to do the Bruco with her. She's oh, yeah. awesome. She's amazing. Yeah. And uh, that'll be at the El Corazon. Mm-hmm. Corazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spanish is my first language. <laughs> uh, and it is uh, some sort of rock venue in Seattle, and that'll be Monday night, and that is seven bucks. So, And uh, Overmage, can we say yeah. a couple things about Overmage Please. shows coming up? Uh, um, we got, yeah, we're playing a show in Pasadena on the 23rd sweet. of March. March 23rd. We're Steve playing, Hernandez's show. Yeah, and then we're playing the uh, Maria Bamford sing-along. We're playing Queen. It will be a Queen-only sing-along set. They have, they have comics, then they have a band play. With a like, full band. And there's a theme that's, for what this... Yeah. That's April 6th. And then mm-hmm. April 9th, we're doing a really big show at Silver Lake Lounge. We're headlining oh, a cool. show with... Um, Silver Lake Lounge. Yeah, we're going to play like an hour and MC Mr. Napkins and... Oh, yeah, he's and been the weekend on the show. pilots, yeah. Yep. Yeah, a couple other... Other so, good thanks for having bands. us. No problem. Thank you guys for so much for being on the show. And then if you want to come see me in LA, just go to jackiecation.com. Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Brady, fixing the audio. Mike Rickberg, about to sing you out the Mexican hat dance. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Take care out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?